Had it front of shot off the post. Rebound score. Paul Connor follows the puck off the iron. Puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. From the other side of the continent, from Tampa Bay, where we are into this five-game road trip with the Vegas Golden Knights, Darren Millard uh, broadcasting from uh, across the street from Amalur Arena, where the Vegas Golden Knights will take on the three-time reigning Eastern Conference champions and the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions from uh, two years ago and three years ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Looking forward to that test and uh, that opportunity to sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning and also a bounce-back game after what happened last night in Florida. Ryan Wallace is at the Oil Hotel and Casino. We'll hook up with him in just a little minute. Ryan Wallace is uh, back in Vegas along with Chris Chapman, who's inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio, home of the... Woo! How are you feeling, buddy? Uh, I'm not bad. I've been better, but I'm not, not too bad. I mean, I can't complain. Now, last night's game was a little underwhelming. We'll get into it in great detail. There's also a a development or two from today at practice uh, over in uh, Brandon, Florida, and uh, news notes from around the National Hockey League, and there's a whole bunch to track down, including an altercation that involved the Tampa Bay Lightning last night and a suspension that came out of that. But first, let's say hello to Ryan Wallace. You guys got me okay. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Look at that. What do I do? I make things happen. I'm out here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Fantastic place. Come down. I've got plenty of stuff. And we'll get to some of it over the course of the next two hours. But uh, you guys you guys have to understand when, when something has to be done, I make things happen. Yeah, and uh, Chapman's got some tickets available for next Thursday's game against the Calgary Flames, the first game back from this five-game road trip. Two sets of tickets that we will give away, one per hour. So stick around and stay close to those phones, 702-876-1340. Two pairs of tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights in their initial return from what will equal the longest road trip of the season. And I believe Ryan is still there. I'm not sure. Maybe not. Um, uh, last night's game. Let's uh, let's uh, begin with, with that. With a a um, a bit of a news to tell you about. Uh, Jonathan Quick was the only goalie at practice today, and Aiden Hill uh, was kept off the ice. He's battling a lower body injury. There is no prognosis, no outlook on what uh, what he's. Uh, status is going to be uh, for tomorrow against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I will speculate a little bit on that as we continue, but uh, if, he, if he can't go, that would be really disappointing because there's no doubt that uh, Aiden Hill is in the best groove he's ever been in in the National Hockey League and started for the fourth time in the last five games last night against the Florida Panthers and was as spectacular as he was in that brilliant performance against the New Jersey Devils, right? Yeah, I, you know, Aiden Hill to me is, has been fantastic for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, I, I look at it, you know, objectively and I, I think that, 
you know, he has cemented himself as as the go-to guy right now in this moment for Vegas. So um, hopeful, right, that he is able to go uh, tomorrow. But uh, you also have to be a little bit cautious right now in making sure that he has uh, the time to heal uh, and you don't overextend him. That's why you go out and you bring in a guy like Jonathan Quick. You lean on that experience and, you know, you're, you're going to need it here now at the stretch. Uh, you said he cemented himself as the go-to guy. Uh, can I just uh, poke a little hole in that? And it is the simple fact of the go-to guy, quite honestly right now, Ryan, is whoever's available. That That's how deep they are right now in, in their goaltending uh, in this uh, season with the Vegas Golden Knights. And if you want to look at it, uh, right from the very start of, of the campaign, Robin Leonard was your number one guy. He's out with injury. Logan Thompson was the incumbent uh, that was able to, to play and was healthy enough to go. Uh, he's out with injury. Laurent Brassois was uh, coming off the surgery. He wasn't available. He came back for three games, and now he is out with with injury. Uh, Aiden Hill did not practice today, which brings you to uh, Jonathan Quick, who is picked up at the NHL trade deadline as uh, the one guy, the most recent guy that we've seen on the ice. That's five deep in the organization right now, uh, which is extremely, extremely harrowing for any organization. It reminds me and gives me flashbacks to year number one, but uh, a a lot more uh, easily uh, handleable uh, in in the sense of they prepared for this. They they made sure that if this type of situation happened because Aiden Hill did miss some time recently uh, if it raised its head again they would be in a position to be able to start somebody that has significant National Hockey League experience and the guy that's available right now that practice today just happens to be a future Hall of Famer and the most experienced of anybody yeah you're you're right on the money there and so for the Golden Knights I think that that's going to be one of the big stories obviously going into the game tomorrow against Tampa who's going to be in net which uh, which guy is going to get the start for Vegas? And, and again, I, I think when you look at what Kelly McCrimmon was able to do at the trade deadline and you bring in a guy like Jonathan Quick, you know what he's done in his career. Um, you're you're in a position to deal with some of the injuries that, that have you know, you, you've run into this late in the season. So uh, more of a challenge on the goaltending front. And now we get to last night. And it just was a flat performance. Uh, a week ago against the... Colorado Avalanche, I termed that clunky. Last night was a different uh, side of it where uh, it was just one of those, um, if, if a trap game isn't uh, quite the, the terminology that you want to use, it was just not being ready uh, at the start and they never ever found their gear last night and probably the most disappointing part other than uh, the performance uh, that was put forward was you lost the game 2-1 so if if you're flat and you still lose that game 2-1, that that really uh, would bother you even more in the sense of it was there for the taking against the Florida Panthers. Yeah, Ryan Ryan dropped off, but Darren, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it was a it was a game where they 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 were kind of flat, and you know the the shame of it is. The last two regulation losses you've had, you've only scored one goal between the two of them. So yeah, you, you kind of have to feel that in both of those games, they, they they should have gotten a little bit more support for their goalies, and and they unfortunately didn't in either one of those games. 
Well, Aiden Hill was spectacular in his most previous start, and that was the New Jersey Devils, in which he faced 50 shots and, and stopped 50 when you factor in the four uh, shooters that he denied in the in the shootout. He was incredible. You would have uh, imagined that things would have been slightly less rigorous and uh, uh, panicked uh, last night, but he faced another 40 shots uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers last night. And and uh, this, is, uh, this is the guy that uh, has, has obviously raise the level of his game to a significant standard of, of playing the National Hockey League. But but that's just, just too much for, for anybody. And uh, you, you could say uh, a couple of things. Uh, one, um, I'll go back to Logan Thompson's injury in the sense of uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights were in a place in that game where if, uh, if they were uh, – upping the level of play at all maybe logan thompson doesn't suffer that injury uh doesn't and and uh, all of this is moot uh last night was the same situation if you don't have to lean on aiden hill as much maybe he doesn't tweak or uh, bother whatever was uh, was getting to him before and and he's healthier so you're you're one you're putting your goaltender into a real delicate situation from a performance standpoint and the other one is just uh, the wear and tear of the body yeah, and, and it's 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 unfortunate because right now it seems like this team's going through goalies pretty 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 regularly, and it's a good thing that that the team had the wherewithal to go out and make a move the deadline. I mean, here here we were, the studio experts saying, "Oh no, they're not going to they're not going to make a move for a goalie," and sure enough, little did we know that that they ended up landing Jonathan Quick, who right now is sounds like he's going to be the guy for uh, at least the next game or well, so. We, we don't know that, right? Uh, we, we, that, uh, that's, uh, gets into, uh, predicting, uh, what's going on behind the scenes. It, I will tell you, uh, just from what I saw today, uh, it's very unusual for a team to practice with one goaltender in the national hockey league. Uh, so that's what they did today with, with Jonathan quick. So that tells you, uh, that this may have been a more of a last minute thing, uh, in the sense that they weren't uh, able to get uh, an e-bug out there or, or somebody, uh, from, from in the area, because there are e-bugs in, in every national hockey league city. So, uh, on one side, maybe that's the case and it's not as bad as, as what, uh, what you initially jumped to. The other side is you, uh, you practice with one goaltender, which means he wasn't able to go today. Uh, they were being overly cautious, which tells you that there is uh, a continuation of the previous injury, which does not bode as well, which means that he is really battling something. And you worry about uh, this situation where they play three games in the next four days. Uh, that is uh, significantly challenging to anybody, uh, whether you're healthy or or, or uh, whether you're uh, battling uh, something, uh, a minor bump uh, or, or wear and tear. So there, there, there's something there. It's just a matter of uh, really how serious it is, which I don't know right now. But uh, but when it comes to what happens in goal going forward, uh, three games in the next four days, we're going to see Jonathan Quick uh, in in this stretch, and and it's uh, the big uh, the big wondering right now is whether you're going to see him really pressed into duty because uh, uh, beyond this, beyond Quick. Nobody else in the organization has seen National Hockey League experience. 
Uh, Yuri Patera would be, I guess, the next man up in the organization. So if if Hill can't go, uh, Quick is the guy, and and you're going to lean lean on him. And uh, I was expecting five six starts uh, out of Jonathan Quick uh, down the stretch uh, if Aiden Hill was healthy. Uh, but I did talk to a, a National Hockey League. Uh, member of management uh, who asked me just where this was going when they acquired Jonathan Quick at the deadline. And and I said he could start five times or he could start 20 to 25 times if they made the playoffs. <laughs> and Jonathan Quick is is hot and, and carrying the load. It's so wide open with Quick between the health situation uh, of the other goaltenders and uh, his own personal level of play. But uh, so so now, right now, you're leaning in. Maybe there's more than five starts. Maybe he gets two in the next three because of the the back-to-back scenario. Uh, if he does start to, uh, start tomorrow night, and if he gets on any type of roll, well, uh, we'll 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 see where that goes. But uh, certainly, um, uh, well thought out by Kelly McCrimmon and his hockey uh, operations staff. I, I, I had Kelly on the on the set with me on the TV side on trade deadline day as we were digesting the three acquisitions that the Golden Knights made. And it was uh, it was one of those questions where you put to him, and he knows the, the answer to the question, but uh, I felt like I had to, to make the statement uh, for everybody just to just to hear how the organization uh, stood on this. And, and the question or statement was, uh, by the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs, guys, the Golden Knights could have four healthy goaltenders. And Bersois coming back, Thompson rehabbing his injury, uh, Jonathan Quick, and Aiden Hill. That That's a real possibility. On deadline day where you're looking at uh, moving forward, that start of the Santa Cup playoffs, four healthy goaltenders who have all played in the National Hockey League this year. The insinuation of that is it could be uncomfortable. There could be a, a crowded crease there. And, and how do you handle that? And I thought Kelly's response was, uh, was just beautiful. And uh, he said, yeah, that's, that's a realistic possibility. And, uh, and in, a, in a way, and I'll paraphrase, uh, that, that, uh, that would be almost the best case scenario. Uh, but he also then pivoted on me and said the other possibility is the fact that they may not have four healthy goaltenders. They may not have three healthy goaltenders. They may not have two healthy goaltenders. <laughs> and and going four deep and having these these goaltenders all in the mix uh, is going to be pretty important and and further uh, elevate the the uh, importance of the acquisition of of Jonathan Quick and uh, kind of thought that we'd wait. Uh, we we wouldn't run into this kind of dilemma just yet but with only quick being available at practice today it was uh it, it certainly become uh, a, a realistic situation oh i i think that that kind of highlights the the differences in how you've got to think in order to be uh a guy like kelly mccrimmon making these decisions right like we we start thinking about best case scenario we start thinking about what happens when you've got all four guys and, and they're all healthy at the same time. And, and there's contingency plans. There are things you have to think about because of the rigors of the season, because of how much hockey the Golden Knights are playing between now and the end of the year. Um, the, the reality of the situation is you might have 
just two guys going into the playoffs. And, and I think trying to solidify that as best you can, trying to put together the best complement of talent that you can uh, is, is really what sets uh, the Golden Knights apart. You, you go in, you address an area of need, and right now it's, it's, it's looking like one of those decisions where um, everything's lining up in the right direction. Now Jonathan Quick has to go out there, and, and if he's leaned upon heavily here, he's got to perform for you. Uh, as far as the game last night, uh, what, what was your assessment of the 2-1 result against the Florida Panthers? My, my assessment was a rough start for the Golden Knights, obviously. Like, I, I don't think that they were in the game as you'd like them to be, uh, especially against a team like Florida who's really had their struggles at certain parts of the year. So uh, to me, it was, the, it was a slow start. Aiden Hill was fantastic, kind of keeps that one close. And from that point forward, maybe middle second period on, I thought the Golden Knights had enough looks, enough chances to draw even. Uh, but all in all, like, I just don't think that they were in sync last night. Yeah, you're, you're more complimentary than I was hmm. uh, on, on the game as a whole. I never thought they found any type of rhythm uh, throughout that game. And it was more flat than clunky. Uh, they did have some chances in the in the later going of the third period, including a gold point blank uh, look from Michael Amadio from right in front of the net in the power play, and then Jack Eichel took a feed, a hot feed from Jonathan Marsh. So in the late going, that just bounced off his stick. Uh, but uh, it was it was few and, and far between. And as far as zone time, uh, the, the first period it was the most lopsided I've seen the Golden Knights in a game. Uh, 53% of the opening 20 minutes was played in the Golden Knights zone. That is way, way tilted to one side uh, more so than, than normal. Uh, think about it. Uh, when, when, you, when you transition a puck, it's uh, in the defensive zone for three seconds. It's in the neutral zone for two. It's in the offensive zone for, for, for five. Uh, and, and the back going the other way, it's, it's way more of a uh, 30, uh, uh, 20, uh, 40 type uh, type split you you hardly ever ever get close uh, to 45 to 50 and rarely into the 50s now that number came down as the game went along but it didn't come down enough uh, with significant pressure from, from the golden Knights and uh, I think that that's one where uh, when you talk about games at the end of the year where you think we, we missed on a point here we missed out uh, on a victory there. Last night was one of those ones where you will be disappointed uh, in uh, the result because uh, despite not being at your best, uh, the game was right there. If, if you want to talk about best skaters uh, last night, uh, defensemen, uh, it, it wasn't that, that anybody was really bad, but like they, it was out of sync in the first period trying to break out of their own zone. The neutralized was was an area of, of great frustration for the head coach for, for the first two periods. Uh, got a little bit going in the third period, but not enough where you could say that that was a great answer, that was a great response. Uh, uh, incrementally uh, better uh, by, by small jumps. So uh, that, that, that was a game that, uh, that I think would frustrate a head coach uh, in, in, in great uh, regard. And, and Bruce today, and his media availability that will play in hour number two uh, certainly uh, pointed that out. And their practice today, oh, was was heavily 
leaned on with battle drills and complete mm. drill, compete drills. Uh, one, because you're playing a team that, uh, that is very big and skilled in the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. And the other one, uh, and this was a, a, a great comment from Bruce, was uh, they had a day off on Monday. And he didn't think that they were nearly at the level needed uh, last uh, night against the Florida Panthers. So they they competed today. Now, that, last night that that's a uh, that's a rarity for the Golden Knights, especially since the All Star break, uh, where they they have points in every game, but but two. Uh, so there's no panic. There's no uh, woe is me. Uh, certain feeling uh, around the Vegas Golden Knights, a disappointment. Uh, there's a feeling that you, you could have been uh, better to, to salvage something. Stealing a single point out of that would have, would have been outstanding. But um, they, they have been uh, really consistent. Uh, this, the second best stretch of the season, really, uh, compared to that nine-game winning streak. Uh, but uh, there's, there's slight cracks in which you saw against uh, certainly New Jersey, uh, the third period against Montreal, and then the game last night where you want to be able to turn that around in in quick fashion right now with four games left on a stretch that equals the longest road trip of the season. Yeah, for sure. I think for the Golden Knights, the, the objective is to certainly be better in those areas coming into tomorrow's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And as you, know, as you mentioned, and we heard, I listened to Bruce already today, I, the emphasis on compete battles, the emphasis on on those types of, of individual plays that you have to be bought into in order to win hockey games, it serves well because, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have been struggling. They win last night, and y- y- you know what you're going to get. Even when Tampa isn't playing their best, they're still capable of being just elite in so many different fashions. You've got to be ready for that team tomorrow. Yeah, t- tomorrow is is imperative. Like yeah. You're now you're getting deeper into this road trip. That's why uh, last night was was arguably the most important game of the trip. Because if you win tomorrow night, it, it just takes off uh, so much pressure on sure. the back end. Because yeah. as, as you go along through this, you're looking at the standings and LA's keeping close with you. And LA's got a very favorable schedule. Uh, it just uh, takes away so much uh, uh, pressure off the remaining games of the road trip, which include... Uh, games against two heavyweights in the Eastern Conference in quick succession in Tampa Bay and then the Carolina Hurricanes uh, later in the week. Uh, so so that that was a missed opportunity to uh, not only help yourself in the standings, but just uh, take away some of uh, the anxiousness around a road trip uh, that uh, that has uh, a few potential pitfalls in it. Uh, like I, I give the Florida Panthers credit. Uh, they're finding mm-hmm. ways to win some hockey games right now, yeah. uh, and and they need every possible win. Uh, if they, if they lose last night, there's a, there's a good chance that uh, that it's not going to be able to be uh, recovered from uh, down the stretch in, in their final 17 games. Uh, but but that was that was as much of a must win game as you can have where it's not statistically uh, determinable uh, where where like the magic number is down to one and if sure. you lose you're officially eliminated like that that's how big that game was uh, for for the for the Florida Panthers so uh, they they were able to to, to win uh, I still think that uh, that that the Golden Knights uh, could have found a way to get something out of it like who who did you have as their best line last night because I, I had it as a wash 
right across the across the board. Like there, I, there just wasn't anybody that separated themselves from uh, anybody else last night in the case of being able to carry this team. I, I did mm-hmm. love Howden jumping in and sort of bringing the fight to the team uh, a little bit sure. uh, in, in that Radko Gudis kerfuffle, which Gudis uh, ended up uh, taking a, a needless penalty. And that, boy, that could have been costly for the Florida Panthers. I, I like that part of it. But uh, but other than that standout performances or somebody that uh, that was slightly better or a line that was slightly better than anybody else, it was, it was just uh, it, it was a flat game. And, and I, I'm not sure that there's a better way to uh, to summarize it because it, it wasn't one where you can point and go they were bad he was bad that area was uh, was was totally subpar they were all just meh yeah I, I'd agree with that in in that I don't know that I'm gonna look to one skater or, or one line or one defensive pair that I thought stood above the rest or you know was was kind of pushing the needle in the right direction for the Golden Knights I, I think the best player for Vegas was Aiden Hill like that, and and yeah. that's kind of where the assessment ends for me. Um, to the point uh, where you talk about lines and you talk about pairings, they were jumbled up again. Yeah. And yeah. and from a defensive point of view, that's the second time in three games that we've seen that, where John Stevens has uh, moved his his top six around, yeah. which I think is is more significant than has been alluded to. Uh, in in the public debate, and this is a very comfortable team with its pairings, and can almost go uh, seamlessly uh, out there and and just roll with it, uh, with 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 very little uh, thinking going on because everybody th- those three pairs are so comfortable, yeah. and and I think what John Stevens has done in, in the New Jersey game and, and both last night is almost like a little bit of shock treatment uh, from from a mental perspective of moving players around, not looking necessarily for a better combination, Ryan, mm-hmm. but, but a way to make everybody more involved in the game. You're, uh, normally, you don't want to think very sure. much, sure. but, but the, those moves are to get you thinking and more involved in the game than you are when you're um, on autopilot. An autopilot kind of that, that's a term that, that, that can be uh, uh, viewed as a, uh, a subpar performance. Like you're an autopilot, you floated through the game. I think autopilot can be really good too, where, sure. uh, where you're in a zone and, and, and you're just you're cruising along and, you, and you're not having to think like uh, uh, whether it's a goaltender in that perspective, like Aiden Hill has been, or, or a defenseman, uh, where you're mm-hmm. just rolling with the game and, and, and things are just, uh, just happening. Uh, last night he was getting them out of that where they they had to think about the game a little bit more. So I think it's significant that uh, that John Stevens has done that two of the last three games. And I also think it's really significant in the sense that uh, that he moved the the, the forward lines uh, not as much last night uh, because uh, he didn't have the injury that he had uh, against the uh, New Jersey Devils with Will Carrier coming up. But uh, but he also mm-hmm. uh, shuffled some some guys around there and uh, trying to get. That was more of trying to get some guys going as sure. opposed to the defense where it was just, okay, let's get everybody more involved and engaged. So yeah, 
I, I think you're right on the money. Like, I, I, I think that, you know, when you are familiar with your, your defensive partner, you, you can kind of make reads. You can kind of, you know, go through different situations, and, and there's a comfortability factor. And I think uh, in switching things up on the blue line, you're, you're trying to, as, as you mentioned, Darren, kind of get guys more engaged. Um, the, the quote last night for me that was phenomenal from Bruce Cassidy is um, extended ex- uh, inactivity on the score sheet or prolonged inactivity on the score sheet. And that was yeah. in relation to jumbling up the forward lines. That was in relation to trying to get some guys going that ha- have really not been able to find the back of the net. And, you know, it, some guys are getting chances. Some guys are right there. It's just not falling for them. Uh, and other guys, I, I think you, you need a little bit of a jolt. And we saw Chandler Stevenson go up to play with William Carlson and Riley Smith. I, I don't know that, you know, it, it kind of gave you the juice or the push that you were looking for. Uh, but... For Bruce Cassidy, a team that you know has lost just two regulation games since coming back from the bye week and the All-Star break, it's a bit stagnant now, and you're trying to come to some understanding of how to best put the lineup on the ice that's going to give you a chance to win. Sometimes lines can be moved around, and it's really subtle. And, mm-hmm. and people don't even notice if a winger plays a few shifts with this particular line, and especially with the, the misfits uh, being together and apart and together and apart. Uh, sometimes uh, they will come together and you don't even notice because you're so used to them being uh, aligned for so long. So uh, that that's an area where uh, I give uh, I have to watch really closely uh, to lines almost uh, every rotation to make sure uh, during a game uh, in which maybe things aren't going quite as well as, uh, as the Golden Knights would like uh, to make sure I'm on top of that. And but then there's other times where uh, a line comes out and you're like, whoa, what is it? What is that? And it's almost like a, a sledgehammer over the top of your head where uh, you, you couldn't miss that from uh, 100,000 feet. And and that was the Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson, or Riley Smith line. Like, yeah. seeing it, it was almost like it was um, a carryover of shifts where, where you do see uh, two centers like that on the ice. But, but a Carlson-Stevenson uh, combination uh, mm-hmm. on the ice together is something that... I don't remember seeing before. Uh, so, so that was uh, that was really interesting to see that uh, that Bruce went down that path with those two. And it, it is worth noting, I think, too, that you didn't really have any change or, or anything different on that top line. Ivan Barbashev, Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marsh. So, um, I think that you know you can look at that a couple of different ways. To me, they've been so good. I feel like they had and deserved the benefit of the doubt to kind of keep themselves together, continue to work on certain bits of chemistry that you're trying to build because for the Golden Knights moving forward, you, you need that to be your effective top line. Is you, know, you and I were talking about going into this, this five-game road trip. You wanted to see them continue to go out and dominate games. You, you would love to be able to, to see it, but uh, I love the fact that the coach is still, even in this great stretch of games, it is not just sitting back going, okay, they'll find it. It'll come. Like yeah. he, he was coaching last night. And and a lot of times you'll end up coaching a lot more in games where you don't have your best stuff as uh, as games where, where, where you're rolling. And uh, and there was no worrying about matchups uh, last night. That was purely the focus on the Vegas Golden Knights trying to look inward to see what they could get themselves going with. Now, not not big panic. I think the lines will be back together uh, tomorrow night. But I think there's still there's there's 
that one line uh, that uh, that hasn't quite produced at the level of the others right now, and that's the the line center by by Chandler Stevenson. Yeah. They would love to be able to get that unit going uh, a little bit and trying to find uh, some offense and some spark from them. Maybe maybe it does eventually come to the power play and it spills over, or uh, or maybe there's some crossover with somebody else uh, and and it sparks it. But that's the area right now that I think is getting the uh, the the most attention. Uh, by, by the staff to try and find a way to bring them up to the level uh, of, of the other lines because you've got some production out of out of Carlson's line. You've got mm-hmm. the production out of the Jack Eichel line uh, and and the, the uh, Chandler Stevenson unit uh, has been okay, but from a production standpoint, hasn't been uh, putting the uh, the totals uh, and the changing the number on the scoreboard quite enough. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, a little bit more on what's happening down at Oil, uh, what you got for giveaways, and uh, and uh, what's uh, happening at the Oil Hotel and Casino. And uh, we've got some tickets to give away against the uh, Calgary Flames next Thursday. Uh, the Vegas Gold Knights returning to T-Mobile Arena. We'll give away one set of tickets on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. From Tampa Bay, where the Golden Knights will play game two of the five-game road trip against the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace, who's out at the Oil Hotel and Casino, where things are happening, right? Yeah, things are definitely happening. I'm hanging out at the Underground Lounge inside the Oil Hotel and Casino. $1 blackjack tables, the only casino on the Strip doing that. North America's largest Hooters restaurant. Staring me right in the face. I'm looking right at it. Seems like that's a good option for me after this show is over for dinner. You hang out with me. Come on down. I'll be here from 4 to 6. I've got your opportunity to win two tickets to see Riley Green at the Virgin Hotels and Casino, the theater. Uh, I've also got, and this is pretty cool, Darren. I don't know how much you like White Castle. Have you ever been to White Castle, Darren? I have not. You've never been to White Castle? No, I have not. Wow, we got to change that. Um, if you want to come down, say hello, put your name in the hopper, you could win 92 White Castle sliders. Have you ever been so hungry that 92 things of something sounded good to you? Uh, yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, a couple of times, in fact, and, and most of them at uh, 2 in the morning. <laughs> So there's plenty of stuff to come down. I've got Fox Sports t-shirts. Come say hello to me. Underground Lounge, inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Always free parking. Get down here. It is a party, and I'm here till 6 o'clock. Uh, looking forward to uh, that. We'll get uh, some more details about the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We have a set of tickets uh, for the Vegas Cold Knights and the Calgary Flames next Thursday. We'll give those away in just a little bit. Uh, but uh, have you guys, uh, I don't know whether you've, you've spotted this, but there's a big happening in the National Hockey League uh, tomorrow night in Seattle hmm. in a game that has uh, great implications to the Pacific Division standings and uh, the the Western Conference uh, leaderboard. Uh, the Ottawa Senators are in town to take on the Seattle Kraken <laughs> in a matchup that goes way back to the 1900s when the Seattle Millionaires faced the Ottawa Senators for the Stanley yeah. Cup. Uh, all kinds of historic uh, uh, connotation. But that's not why this is a must-see game, must-pay-attention uh, game. There's a bobblehead that's going out tomorrow night. 
Okay. Brandon Tanev. And now Brandon Tanev, <laughs> if, if you're not aware, uh, did a, a media day uh, picture a couple of years ago with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he had his eyes wide open. And it was like, they called it the ghost picture. And they ran it and it, it got all, it went viral. Uh, all kinds of attention. Well, the Seattle, he's, he's kept the, that up even when he got picked up in the expansion draft. Uh, by the Seattle Kraken, he's maintained this look on on media day uh, that that goes out. So uh, they've made a bobblehead doll in the Brandon Tanner ghost face with the sure. eyes wide open and uh, and looking shocked. And it's 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 a pretty cool bobblehead. I, I had Brandon on the uh, the Chirp podcast today, mm -hmm. and we 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 talked through it. And the story about how Ghostface came about was nothing. Like what I thought, I, I was under the impression that he did it on purpose. Mm. Not the case. Mm. It came out totally accidental. You, you're gonna have to. It'll, it'll drop tomorrow. But but uh, the bobblehead is awesome, and he admits to me uh, during the course of the conversation that he's got a bunch of for himself. Uh, a bunch of his buddies want these bobblehead dolls too because they're so cool. <laughs> it's not just like a regular bobblehead of uh, you with your, your perfect hair and you're you're looking great, and you might think your ears are too big or something like that. Sure. It's just the the one of the most unique bobbleheads uh, that that I've ever heard of uh, by the uh, by the Seattle Kraken. So so good on the big stick tap to them uh, doing this and 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 jumping on this ghost face by Brandon Tanner. Yeah, I. I've seen the bobblehead. Uh, I've seen the ghost face picture. I, I think it's fantastic. I, I appreciate the Seattle Kraken leaning into that and leaning into that as heavily as they are. Um, wh what what would your bobblehead look like, Darren? Oh, it, hair would be my go-to. Yeah, like I would need to dial in the hair, and it <laughs> would take three or four okay adjustments. I need this tweaked. I need that. Uh, taken back a, a, a little bit. That's the one area of my bobblehead that I would need to be absolutely perfect, that I would get finicky about. Sure. Uh, no doubt about it. The rest of it, I can roll with. But my hair needs mm -hmm. to be realistic. Suit or hoodie? Uh, I, I would go hoodie. I had the hoodie oh, yeah. on today, in fact. Out in Brandon. Uh, just uh, just <laughs> chilling out uh, at that rink out there. And uh, I'm glad that's perfect time they, they asked. I, I would go suit coat uh, with the hoodie out mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. make it. Uh, and and that, it, the good thing about that is it would drive Dave and Shane up the wall. Sure. Yeah. Uh, to, to the point that I could leave it on the desk. Now, they would probably destroy my bobblehead. Uh, but uh, but it, just the fact that I could get onto their skin a little bit uh, would, would would be perfect. Uh, what what about you? What's what's the one area? And this is this is the fun. I played this game with Lawless mm -hmm. and and Gosher, uh, on the one area that they would uh, have to have right when it comes to their bobbleheads. Surprisingly, Gosher said his nose. I thought for <laughs> sure it would be his hair as well. Uh, but uh, but he was just uh, fixated on his nose. Uh, what about you there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the beard for me, obviously. Like, that's the one area where I, I definitely want it to be as, as perfect as possible. Um, I don't necessarily consider, like, having the flannel as, as, like, super vital. Like, it could be any kind of flannel as long as it is a flannel that I'm in. But, no, the beard has to be dialed in. It has to be on point for sure. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. 
Yeah. Nobody really knows. Like nobody would really know that it was different flannel than what you normally wear. Right. Because flannel to ninety five percent of the world is flannel. Yeah. And to fifty percent of the world, they don't even know that there's different kinds of flannel. They just think <laughs> it's all the same anyway. So uh, as as long as you're in some type of flannel, sure. Uh, yeah. And it's not like uh, uh, I don't know, bright yellow or something like that. Uh, it's 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 it would be able to to carry carry the message that that you're trying to get across. For sure, Chapman. I'm almost scared to go down this path with Chapman. I'm not. Chapman, well, what would your no, bobblehead? I, no, hold on, have? hold on. It would be your your purple jacket for sure, right? No, no. Come on. No, because because Tanev gets the special ghost edition. Yeah. We're gonna go with the Chapman eye injury edition, and it's gotta <laughs> be my Maui gyms oh. because I know that Darren hates them. So it would definitely well. be the Maui Jim sunglasses. Got to have those spot on for the uh, Chapman special edition eye injury bobblehead. That's the that's what you want on your bobblehead forever. Just so that you can irritate Darren? Absolutely. I love it. Oh, Absolutely. dude, I love you. That's it's, it's phenomenal. It's the ultimate troll job. <laughs> I've never been more proud of you. Honestly, I, I've never been uh, a, a bigger supporter of Chris Chapman than oh. that right there. Hey, let's give away some tickets uh, to see the Golden Knights take on the Calgary Flames uh, next Thursday. First game back from the five-game road trip. Uh, let's give it to caller number five uh, because of the five-game road trip. Uh, 702-876-1340. Be caller number five. Uh, we'll come back. We'll tee up our number two at the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Okay, but they're uh, they're in a real bad situation when it comes to qualifying the Eastern Conference. Uh, tied up with the Chicago Blackhawks right now, early in the first period. Later on tonight, a game that has absolutely no implications on anything other than Connor Bedard. The Anaheim Ducks face the Vancouver Canucks. It's it's a cliche to say you want to be playing meaningful games in March <laughs> and April, but boy, when you're not. And you're involved in a game against somebody else that's already eliminated. It's got to be really difficult for coaches uh, to be able to get their team on the right level. Like a Vancouver Canuck team that has some veterans uh, in, in the uh, in the fold to try and get them going. Mm. Like you can see why they they made the coaching change as a way to get a jump start on going into next year. But also, it's a fresher voice for for Rick Tockett to be going against an Anaheim team that's full of kids. They, they, like, they're just looking for cookies and, and getting some experience right now uh, and happy to be in the National Hockey League. It's mm-hmm. a much different situation between those two teams who are in the same position when it comes to the playoff race. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of like down the stretch which teams really start to kind of sink toward the bottom. You've got... Columbus and Chicago and San Jose running away with uh, the, the the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and for Anaheim, like they just got to get John Gibson to stop playing well. Like they've got to find a way to start losing some games here. If you're looking at it objectively for the Anaheim Ducks, 
Uh, I've got a situation that has people with the Florida Panthers very, very nervous to the point where I talked to somebody yesterday and they said, nope, don't, don't go there. I don't want to talk about it. We're not going to bring this up. You go talk to somebody else about it. Okay. And having some fun with me, mm-hmm. but it's kind of half real. It's half there. And it does have something to do with Connor Bedard. I'll bring you up to date on that. Uh, also, one more pair of tickets uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights up against the Calgary Flames next Thursday. You'll hear from Bruce Cassidy, his uh, assessment of the goaltending situation. Jonathan Quick was the only netminder at practice today ahead of tomorrow's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And one-timers, news notes around the National Hockey League. VGK Insider Show continues with hour number two on Fox Sports Las Vegas.